Hey everyone, I am back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. This is Dominique and of course you guys know that we already have started a conversation about church trauma. We already did part one and I I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to you know part one and even all the other episodes that i've recorded i just love you know the support that you guys give you're constantly listening you're constantly you know giving your feedback some of you guys have messaged me but just remember if you are listening leave a review especially on apple Podcasts. you can write a review you can give a rating and i just want to thank you guys again so much for your support it has been such a great weekend you guys i passed my nce I still own like 10. I'm still on 10 from that, y'all. And I think I'm just happy because it's not just an accomplishment and a milestone, you know, in my career, but it's proof of answered prayer. Like I have been praying, y'all, for that test, like to pass this exam for months. This is not something that I just prayed for like the month when the month of September came and I knew I was going to take it. Like I've been literally praying to pass this test for months since the beginning of this year and that's how you know that prayer works if you continue to pray because even when I was going through moments when I was failing other tests or when I was studying or couldn't study the way I wanted to like the week ahead of me the ahead of my test day like the week I had at work and stuff like I was just I was annoyed I was stressed I was tired barely got time to study and then I took the test and God came through and I passed so I'm still happy. <laughs> I'm still joyous. I'm still thanking God. I'm still praising him and, you know, giving him the honor for it because he is faithful. And so, again, just thank you guys for being faithful and listening and reading the blog posts and listening to the episodes. I appreciate y'all. I am excited for today's, you know, episode because I am concluding the church trauma. But this is the good part because it talks about how to overcome church trauma. And that's really what, you know, I think needs to be taken from that message. One is to identify it and then also to know how to overcome it. So thank you so much again just for your support. And we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Okay, so if you are haven't already listened to the first episode (laughs) which is church trauma part one then go listen to it because i don't want to spend all my time recapping everything i said i said a lot i don't even remember y'all every single thing that i said i would have to go back and listen to it but i know i said a lot of stuff and i was basically talking about what church trauma is how it starts and how it forms it typically forms you know off of people who are codependent and their codependency is just driving them and it's driving their actions it starts when people are over spiritualizing things how people are harshly judging people or chastising people trying to correct you people are holding people at a really high pedestal and then when they fall it's just a mess like there's so much stuff that causes church trauma and makes church trauma just go crazy like it just it's rampant basically a lot of churches deal with it which is sad because that's not what God intended for the church at all. To be honest, you know, we call a church like a building. Of course, you go to church, you physically go somewhere. Now, of course, thanks to Corona, um, you know, church this past year and a half has been virtual. You've had to literally make your home church because we've had to stream it, you know, to be safe and socially distanced. But really and truly, even though 
we classify the church as like a building as people we are the church we are the church and i feel like i said that in the last episode like i said y'all i don't know <laughs> i don't remember what i did a lot happened in a week so I don't remember exactly what I said in the last episode, but I know that I'm saying this now is that we are the church, you know, people, we make the church, we make the church because the church should be in us. Okay. Christ, God himself should be in us. And so this episode, I really want to focus on how do you overcome church trauma? Because let's just be honest. If I were to take a poll right now on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, if I was just to take a general poll and ask people, you know, what made them leave the church or why are they not in church? Everybody will probably give an answer that has something to do with church trauma, something that is related to being judged or being gossiped about or being over or over spiritualization or people being put at high pedestals, something made it you know to the point where they was like okay i can't do this no more and for the people who have left the church let me just say i had to take a deep breath <laughs> before i say this but let me just say that for one i i don't judge and i can't be mad at anybody who walked away from the church and let me tell you why it's not just because i'm a therapist <laughs> and we have this thing called unconditional positive regard look it up but it is a trait that we have to have as therapists where we really are not judgmental no matter what somebody does we're very supportive because that's what therapists are supposed to be but also because if you are dealing with so much church trauma to the point where it's making you anxious or it's making you depressed or it's making you doubt yourself or it's making you you know it's just driving you to an unhealthy place nobody wants to be in a toxic environment y'all i would never tell nobody to stay in a toxic environment that's just like staying in an abusive relationship i would never tell nobody to stay in a shoot when my friends tell me that somebody doing something that's like minor in their side i will say i will flat out be that friend and tell you leave just leave him alone it don't matter if he did that or it don't matter if she did that just leave him alone he ain't worth it like because nobody wants to be in a toxic environment nobody wants to be in places or situations where it's draining you and it's one thing to be in places where God has planted you in that and those trials are supposed to grow you. That's a again <laughs> that's an episode for another day. Because we do have to remember that Jesus Christ did suffer. And suffering, if we're trying to be in the image of Christ, sometimes suffering will come. But there's a difference between that and then just being somewhere where it's not healthy. And people or not even just being in a church, but allowing people to do stuff that's unhealthy. And so that's why I kind of want to focus on this episode of just, you know, teaching and trying to give some good wisdom on what to do if you've experienced church trauma, like how to overcome it, because you never want to operate guys based off of trauma that you've experienced in your life. And that's just not even with church trauma. That's with any trauma. If you have been abused in your childhood, or if you had a childhood where you were not emotionally, you know, taking care of the way you were supposed to because it happens i see it all the time in therapy sessions childhood trauma does not just equal up to being abused there are lots of things that people have went through in their childhoods that were equally traumatizing you know that may have not ever resulted in them being sexually abused or physically abused but it still affected them and the thing is is that you cannot operate out of trauma because if you do that what happens is this thing called core beliefs your core beliefs can be negative or positive. If they are negative, 
everything that happens to you or every situation that comes to you in life, you're going to look at it with a negative lens. So that would be like, you know, if somebody decides not to invite you to um, this, let's say this party or something. Now, there is no particular reason why they didn't invite you. They probably just did not invite you because if I was speaking from that person, they may have thought, okay, they're busy on that weekend. They usually work on the weekend, so I'm just not going to invite them and stuff. If you have a negative core belief, you're going to take that as, oh, they don't love me or, oh, they shady or, oh, they this. Because you're operating from that negative core belief. Now, same thing with a positive core belief. If you have a positive core belief, that means that you look at things with a positive lens. So same situation, same exact situation. Somebody did not invite you and it wasn't a particular reason. It was just because they figured that you were going to be working. So they didn't invite you. Instead of looking at it like, oh my God, why didn't you invite me? You would look at it with a positive core belief as, hmm, okay, well, maybe you was just, you know, maybe my invite, you know, you forgot, or maybe you thought I was working. And then you, that person probably be like, yeah, this is exactly why I didn't invite you. And then, oh, okay, it's no hard feelings. Like it won't, you don't walk in a fence. You're just, you're okay. Because the thing is, our core beliefs come from our experiences. So therefore, if you have experienced trauma, it's either going to form a negative core belief or a positive core belief. Typically, sometimes when it's a positive core belief, that means you're resilient. And a lot of us have some resiliency. I know for me personally, I have a very, very, very high level of resiliency. I, I got to give honors to God for it. I don't know where it came from, but I'm really glad that I'm resilient because that means that when stuff happens to me, I don't, I might get down. I ain't going to say I don't get knocked down, y'all. I do get down. I'm a crier too. So like, <laughs> I'm a crier and I'm dramatic. So I might either be dramatic or I might cry or both. But I promise you when I'm done crying, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move forward. Same thing like if I'm, um, you know, experience something tough. It may knock me down, but I'm not going to be down for long. I'm going to get back up because of my resiliency people with you know trauma who have negative core beliefs they look at everything from that lens and now let's take that to church trauma if you have been traumatized in the church and that forms that negative core belief everything that you see from now on that deals with christianity or god is going to be negative and that is not what god wants that's the biggest problem is that people are operating out of that trauma so you're asking, okay, Dominique, well, how do you get over the trauma? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so the first thing that I think you should do to overcome church trauma is, for one, get to know God for yourself. What do I mean by that? Let me explain. Typically, when people go to church, right, let's say, you know, you're getting first, you know, first time being saved, getting baptized, you're excited. You have to, you know get to know God you got to take that responsibility to get to know who God is for yourself and by that I mean that you have to take the responsibility to open the word open the bible and read read what the word of God says about God pray talk to God talk to him like it's a conversation I don't know where this pre-notion that we have to talk to God like oh heavenly father no you don't always have to do that that's nice but I'm just saying, y'all, like you could literally talk to God like it's a conversation, like he's listening. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere. If you want to talk to him like you're talking on the phone, just do it. 
But that's an important part of getting to know God for yourself is praying and then worship like worship God. So think of worship like I know what everybody knows what the five love languages are and haha words of affirmation is my top one. I love words of affirmation. But so does God. So that's what worship is. Worship is basically words of affirmation. You are telling God how much you love him. You're telling God how much you appreciate him. You're telling him how much you love him. That is literally what worship is. And so why is it important to know God for yourself? Because y'all in getting to know God for yourself, when situations come, you will not be so quick to leave God. See, the thing is, let me go back to what I just said earlier. When people leave churches, when people, you know, walk away from those churches that were just abusive or draining, I can't say I blame them. Like nobody wants to be in no toxic environment. Now, people leaving God, that's where I got to say, hold up, because God was not in that dysfunction, you know, and that's the whole tactic of the enemy. y'all. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy and whatever the enemy can't destroy, he distracts. So clearly, if he sees that you're getting saved, if he sees that, you know, you are really loving being in church, you're really diving head first into this, you know, new walk with God. Of course, he's going to send some stuff your way that's going to deter you. Of course, he's going to send them people in the church that make you feel bad about yourself. That's his job. He is the devil. He's going to do stuff to knock you off track. And the thing is, is that you can address it. You can bring light to that situation, but don't turn your back on God. Because, see, when you know God for yourself, you know that God is not a God of discord. You know that he's a God who loves you. He's a God who cares for you. He's a God who wants the best for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. I know that verse by heart because that is, boo, that's a go-to verse. <laughs> like Romans 8, 28 and then Jeremiah 29, 11. Them are my two verses. Don't let nobody tell you different. <laughs> I love those two verses. But for real though, the thing is, is that when you know God for yourself, just like in that verse, you know that the things that he has for you, they're to bring you prosperity. They're not to bring you harm. They're not to bring you discord or dysfunction. So therefore, when that drama and stuff comes to you, when those situations happen, yeah, like I said, they may knock you down, but you're resilient because you know who God is. You know who God has made you. You know what his word says about you. You know that the word says that he goes before you. You're not going to be down for long. You're going to get back up and you're going to not only are you going to get back up, but you're never going to walk away from God. You're going to stay with him. You're going to say, OK, God, well, maybe this church ain't the best place. God, show me where I need to go. Show me a church where I can grow. Show me a community where I can fellowship. I don't know what God's going to tell you. Like, I'm, and I'm saying that for people who have left a church or who, you know, maybe want to go back to a church, but don't know if they should. I don't know what God's plan is for you. That is why it's our responsibility to get to know God for ourselves, because God is going to tell you where he wants you to be planted. And it don't matter if it makes sense or not. If he said it, if he truly said it, I mean, if this man came down and sat on my couch, y'all, and told me to do something. I don't care if it makes sense. I'm going to do it <laughs> because one, he came and sat down on my couch and told me like, Hey, you need to do this. Okay. Like, I mean, it's, that's his will, not our will, but his will be done. And so if you've left a church because you know, of church trauma, all I want to say is, is that you need to know God for yourself. A lot of people, the reason why they leave God so easily because of that church trauma is because 
they only know God from a surface level. You only know him because of, you know, what you've seen in church. You only know him from that surface level. You have not taken time outside of church service on Sunday and Wednesday or whatever times y'all have services to get to know him. You have to know God for yourself. Spend time with him. Know him. So that way when a text like this come, you're not so easily deterred or easily, you know, influenced to walk away from him. Because God is not a God of confusion or discord or dysfunction. He is a God of prosperity and he wants the best for you. Okay. So I feel like that's the number one thing that we should do when we're trying to overcome church trauma. Let's just get to know God for ourselves. Okay, God, I know that this happened at this church and I don't feel like that was you. So tell me, God, who are you? What is your plan for me? What is your purpose for me? God can reveal some stuff. Y'all would be, y'all would be really amazed at what God can show you or reveal to you. If you really do sit down and take the time to like talk to him and pray and get to know him, he'll reveal a lot, like a lot. He'll, he might reveal the intention of why people did what they did. Like, for instance, that person who was talking about you and spreading rumors about you in the church, he may reveal to you that they did that because there's something in you that made them jealous. And because they were operating out of hurt, hurt people, hurt people, remember? Because they were operating out of hurt, that's why they spread those rumors. Doesn't mean they shouldn't have did it. Doesn't mean they should have did it. Now, let me say that. They should have did it. It was still wrong. But it it gives you a different perspective. You know, as Christians, we always say we want to be in the image of Christ. But the thing is, Christ was a forgiving person. And that's my second point is forgiveness. I think that's really the real meat of overcoming any trauma, y'all, is forgiveness. You got to let it go. You have to let it go. And I know that, that that I'm laughing when I say that because I know that that is so much easier said than done. Because sometimes, y'all... When stuff happens or when people do us wrong, you don't want to let it go. Like, let's just be real. Let's be transparent. I know I've been there. There has been some situations where I was just like, I don't want to be the bigger person. I think I told my therapist that one day. <laughs> I can't even remember it. I don't even remember what the situation we were talking about. If I could sit still for a minute, I could, it'll probably come back to my memory. But I know for a fact, I said, I, I'm tired of being a bigger person. I don't want to be the bigger person. I want to be the little person. I want to be petty. I want to be childish. Because why do I always have to be the bigger person? Why do I always got to let it go and, and forgive? They ain't even apologize. Like, you know, it, it can be situations like that. I think we've all been there. But the thing is, is that the Bible clearly tells us that we have to forgive. It says in Colossians chapter three, verse 13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I like a different translation because it says to forgive if anybody has brought offense to you or if anybody has offended you. <sighs> Y'all, I know I'm going to say this and people probably going to get mad when I say it, but offense is a choice. It, it literally is a choice. You choose to walk in offense. You choose to be offended because sometimes I can honestly say, and I didn't understand that saying until I became a little older and I got more mature and like stuff would happen to me or like a situation would happen and I wouldn't get offended. Now, if it was me like four or five years ago, I would have been messed up. Like I would have been so mad. I would have been angry. I would have been petty. And when it happens now, it's just like, oh, okay. 
because I'm choosing not to be offended. I am making a choice that I'm not going to let that bother me. And even then I'm making a choice to be like, you know what? I'm going to let that go. I'm going I'm to forgive them. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray for them. In the Bible, it says pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That's hard. Even God, even Jesus himself told them, Father, forgive them when they was beating this man and humiliating him, y'all. Like, they did him so wrong. That's why I can't even watch The Passion of Christ. I told you I'm dramatic because, like, it's, I can watch it, but when I watch it, it just, uh, it does something to me emotionally because I'm just like, they did him so wrong. They brutally beat this man. And do y'all know when they was beating him, he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. He said to forgive them. Now, y'all, if Jesus can be the bigger person, why can't we? If he can be a bigger person and forgive while these people is beating the mess out of him like a rag doll, why can't we forgive when somebody does stuff to us? I know it's not easy, but a lot of times when people are still walking in their church trauma or even trauma in general, since we're looking at it from a mental health and spiritual health perspective, it's because you don't want to forgive. You don't want to let go. A lot of times we feel like we're owed something. Now, granted, apologies are great. Reconciliation is great. But like I said in another episode, reconciliation takes two people. There are some times where you're going to apologize or you're going to forgive and you may not never get an apology. I have had to learn that even in my adult life, that there are just some situations where I, pro- I probably should get an apology, but I'm not going to say I deserve it. What do I deserve? Like, who are we to tell to tell what we deserve? God knows what I deserve. I, If I had to be honest, maybe I don't deserve an apology. Now, would it be nice to get one in some situations? Of course. Yeah, I want you to tell me you're sorry for what you did. But they don't, I, they don't owe it to me. And that's, I think that's the biggest, you know, lesson that we can take in life is that don't nobody owe us nothing. Like, we don't, like, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> nobody owes you anything and if you walk around with that entitled mindset like people owe you this and that you're gonna have a really really tough life because nobody owes you nothing now would it be nice to get some stuff of course but I mean nobody owes you nothing how do you know somebody owe you something like that's what I ask my I would ask any client that like that well they owe me just how you know how do they owe it to you what what makes them owe it to you Cause I mean, we're not God. So I can't, I can't say what a person should and shouldn't do. I don't have that kind of power. And I'm honestly glad I don't. Let me just be real. (laughs) Like I know God probably got a really hard job, but nobody owes you anything. So going back to my example, that person who spread rumors about you in the church. Yes, it was wrong. I'm not condoning what they did. However, I, (laughs) like I said, I know this is probably going to upset people, but can we really say that they owe you an apology? It would be nice if they apologize. But even if they don't, you still got to forgive. God forgives us. And sometimes we don't even repent for stuff. Now, let's, if you really want to go there, like, yeah, we, we be sinning a lot. We be sinning. <laughs> we be sinning, y'all. And do you know that this man will still forgive us? He will still love us. He'll still even bless us. Maybe not to a certain degree because, of course, obedience is important, but he will still be there for us if we call on him like for real. But I'm just, you know, I'm just so happy that God does not do us the way that we do people. 
for real because if y'all think about it the way that we do people like if you don't apologize well i'm just done i you know you gonna hold that grudge to the end of the earth like you gonna take it to your grave i am so glad that god does not do, do that because if he did that a lot of us would be in a lot of trouble right now we would not have you know anybody to fall back on we would not have god helping us to be prosperous or forgiving us or healing us or protecting our families because he gonna remember what we did and that we didn't apologize for it so forgiveness is key to overcoming not just church trauma but any trauma you have to let stuff go one way that you can let stuff go is by taking that little nugget of information that i gave you and remembering that nobody owes you nothing okay nobody owes you nothing if you gotta write that on your a piece of paper and put it on your door put it on there before you leave the house every day and remember don't nobody owe me nothing nobody owes you nothing <laughs> like stop walking around with this entitled mindset like people in the world owe you stuff because they hurt you and stuff i ain't saying that it's right for people to hurt you or it's right for people to do things that are wrong but again nobody owes us nothing okay nobody owes us anything if god can forgive if jesus can forgive we can forgive you have to forgive now, if you're not ready to forgive, that's on you. I don't know what to tell you. Even as a therapist, like I tell clients all the time, it's up to you. I can't force nobody to do nothing. I can't make you do nothing. And guess what? Neither can God. That's why God gave us free will. He can't make you forgive nobody. He can't make you do nothing. He would like for you to. Just like even with I'm working with people in sessions, I would like for them to do the right thing or I would like for them to do, you know, something that's healthy for them. But I can't force it. OK, so you can forgive and I know it may be hard, but nobody is going to make you forgive. You have to make that decision and you have to take responsibility and say, OK, I'm going to forgive them for what they did. And then as you forgive, remember that I think this is a really good point that I wrote, you know, with forgiveness is that remember that people are human, y'all. Again, this is not discount that people do wrong people definitely hurt people and do wrong and it's never okay to hurt people it's never okay to offend people but at the same time we have to look at it with a lens if we are truly christians and we're true truly trying to be christ-like you have to look at it with that lens what did he say when they were beating him and he asked father forgive them for they do not know what they're doing I I look at stuff with that mindset now. I can truly say that. And I'm so thankful to God that I look at stuff that way, even at this age, because I know that's going to help me in the long run when I get older. I'm not going to hold grudges. I'm not going to, you know, hurt people out of, you know, offense or anything, because I look at it like they don't know. They really don't know. Because even when somebody knows that they know they spreading that rumor. Do y'all think that maybe they have taken the time to realize why they don't like you or why they're jealous? They don't know. They probably don't know where it's coming from. They probably don't know that it's coming from a situation that happened when they were eight years old. You know, that wasn't even like I wasn't even physical or sexual abuse. It was just something as simple as emotional deprivation. There's so much stuff that goes towards childhood trauma and wounds. And that's why I even have to make that clear people because, you know, I remember that was one of the things that somebody said to me when I said I was going to do therapy. They was like, but didn't you have a pretty good childhood? I said, just because I had a good childhood, I was never, you know, physically abused by my parents or abandoned and stuff like that doesn't mean I don't have trauma. Because even little small instances of situations 
or things that happen can still affect how I view the world or how I view people. So again, little stuff can affect how people operate and we wouldn't even know it until you sit down and you heal from it and you dig and you figure out this is where it all started this is where the pain started father forgive them because they don't know what they're doing i'm gonna forgive somebody because they they really might not know what they are doing they really may not know that they're operating out of pain or out of codependency or out of being traumatized or unhealed wound like they really probably don't know I would, you know, go as far as to say a lot of times when we hurt people, we really don't know sometimes where it's coming from until the situation is said and done. Then you're like, dang, especially if you go to therapy, because <laughs> especially if it's a good therapist, because I ain't going to lie. There has, I had an experience with a therapist where I just felt like it was probably a waste of money. Thankfully, I wasn't paying that much, but it was a waste because I was like, this therapist didn't really do anything. The therapist that I have now, though, she to go. She has really, you know, helped me to see things in a different lens and overcome a lot of stuff personally. And if you really sitting down with a, a good therapist and you healing from some stuff, you gonna know exactly where the roots are. You're gonna find those roots and you're gonna be like, this is why I did what I did then. Or this is why I acted the way I acted then. Cause you know, it comes from somewhere, but you probably didn't know it then when you did the offense. So even put that back to the people in the church. Remember it's already hurting people in there. Y'all they probably don't know know better and if they know better they probably don't know how to heal just go back to what jesus said father forgive them for they do not know what they do okay forgive please forgive y'all if you don't take nothing else from this episode just forgive that is one of the biggest ways you're going to overcome church trauma and then once you forgive my third point is to seek healing so you can do this in many ways i would for one say seek healing from god Ask the Lord to deliver you from that offense. Because, of course, when people make us mad, we're going to be a little sour. We're going to have a little attitude. It's going to feel a little weird saying, oh, God, I forgive them. But you know that you're doing it because you don't want to hold no, you know, grudge or you don't want them to have power over you. And so, you know, seek God for healing. Ask him to take that offense out of your heart. Ask him to help you. To look at it with a lens that he looks at it as. I think that's a really great prayer. I like to pray that prayer is when something is bothering me or something has made me upset. I say, God, okay, help me look at this the way you see it, God. Because clearly, if I'm looking at it with my little fleshy eyes, I, I'm going to miss the whole point. <laughs> like, I'm going to miss the entire message because I'm mad. And I don't want to have nothing to do with it. But if I look at it with your eyes, it's going to make sense. And I'm going to... You know, that's why I love being a therapist anyway. When I learned psychology, it is nothing that anybody can't do. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's so real, though. Like, there is nothing anybody can't do, y'all. And it, I will immediately go back to not only my my Christian brain, but my therapist brain of they probably weren't hugged enough as a child. Or like, <laughs> like I just I immediately look at it with empathy or with an unconditional positive regard. Like I, I look at it that way. I don't even look at it like they just a mean person or hateful. I really look at it as, hmm, they must be going through something or there's something that they ain't worked out yet. And that's why they did that. Even people who hurt me, like I will, I literally look at it like, dang, they probably was going through something. And that is really, for one, I thank God for that because that's really impactful that I can look at stuff like that because it helps me to have a peaceful life. It, it helps me not to hold grudges towards people 
or be mean to people. It helps me to be able to move forward and know that, you know what, better days are coming. I'm not looking at it with offense, but, and I know everybody in therapists, everybody probably didn't pay attention to psychology classes <laughs> and it's okay, but look at it with a Christ like eyes, pray that prayer, say, God, help me to look at this with your eyes and not my own so that I can see what was really going on. Not even that there's a lesson in it or anything. Just help me see what's really going on. That's why it goes back to that first point. When you know God for yourself, stuff that's happening that should be traumatizing you, it ain't going to traumatize you. God going to give you enough resiliency and he's going to give you enough insight and discernment and knowledge to know that this is bigger than what's, what's happening on, you know, the surface level. There's something deeper than that. And God has given me enough peace to kind of overcome that situation. I don't have to stoop to your level or better yet. I don't have to turn my back on God because that wasn't God. What they did, the abuse or the, you know, unhealthy draining situations that I suffered in that church. That, that wasn't God. That was the enemy trying to distract me or take me away from God. And it didn't work because now I'm still with God. I know God for myself and I can worship him and I can go to him despite what I've been through. Okay. So seek healing from God first and foremost. Now, if you need therapy, <laughs> I'm always going to put this caveat in because I'm a therapist y'all. Shoot. I love therapy. But if you know, you need more healing, ask God, if you need to go to therapy, the Lord will send you and may he send you a great therapist like me. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But for real though, let him guide you to a place where you need healing go to a support group like he's gonna help you he's gonna give you practical tools to help you not just on the spiritual end but even you know on the physical and mental health end like he'll he'll help you heal from that stuff go to a therapist talk about the stuff that you went through talk about those experiences talk about how you internalize it and it made you hate yourself and it made you have low self-esteem Ooh, like talk about that you gotta you have to heal from it though because the thing is is that you can do all those first two steps. You can know God for yourself and you can forgive. But if you don't heal, then it literally is no point, y'all. Like you might as well just cancel the first two points that I stated. Because when you're not healed, you're literally still operating out of hurt. That's why I don't understand why people who have been, you know, abused or been in these horrible, unhealthy relationships and stuff and they never heal from it. They keep dating or they keep going to these relationships or they keep doing the stuff. It's like you ain't healed. You just you're literally finna repeat the cycle. You you're about to be like a hamster on a wheel. Seriously, because you have not stepped off the wheel and healed like, oh, that rod. I even <laughs> I'm goofy. I didn't mean I didn't mean to rhyme right there, but. I'm just saying, though, like when you don't heal and you continue to like operate out of that cycle of toxicity because you've been hurt and because you're not, you know, you haven't been delivered from your trauma. You're just like a hamster in a wheel. You're just repeating the cycle. You're repeating the cycle. You're repeating the cycle because you're not dealing with the issue. That's why you need to seek healing. OK, you have got to seek healing. And once you seek healing, y'all, it's going to be much easier for you to you know have a relationship with God because you're not going to be so focused on oh they did this to me and they hurt me and I don't want to go back to the church no more like you're not going to be operating in that sense you're going to be operating with a new mindset a Christ-like mindset and that's going to help you succeed so that's why I just really say like seek healing is another really important point 
because once you seek that healing i promise you things get so much easier for you especially you know if you're somebody who's longing to get back in the church and you're just you're scared because okay it goes back to that trauma well i tried this before and this is what happened get to know god for yourself and seek that healing forgive those who hurt you they probably didn't know what they was doing they probably didn't even know they was hurting you and even if they did they don't know why because again we're human we we're we're <laughs> i used to say fleshy <laughs> And it was a joke, but still, but we really are. If you think about it, like we're, we still have flesh, like we still operate because of emotions and things of that nature. And I'm not saying it's right, but again, we're human. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. So that goes back to, I I know I said this in the first episode, how people to a high pedestal, you got to forgive people and stop putting people on these pedestals. Cause I don't care if it's TD Jakes, Mike Todd or anybody. And don't get me wrong. Cause I love Mike Todd. That man is powerful. I already pre-ordered crazy fake book. Cause I'm ready to read it, but I would never put that man on a pedestal to where I feel like he can't make no mistakes. He human, just like me. They are human, just like us. So it don't matter what position they have in the church or what title they have or what they're doing or what spiritual gifts they have. They're still human. And when you remember that, you can navigate through life much easier. You have to understand that. So what I want to say is, as I conclude this episode, when it comes to church trauma, I understand that it can be really toxic and it can be traumatizing. It can leave a really negative impact on you guys. And I I really hate that, honestly. I know hate is a strong word, but I truly hate that people, you know, turn from God because of stuff they've been through that they shouldn't have went through in the first place. Because that's the truth. It shouldn't have happened. However, when you know God for yourself, you know that if even if this drama and stuff is happening in the church god still has me and i still love god and i know that god wants what's best for me jeremiah 29 and 11 for i know the plans that i have for you says the lord they are plans to prosper you and not to harm you they are plans to give you a hope and a future i know that verse by heart like when i tell you that word is literally on my heart it will that in Romans eight twenty eight. <laughs> those are like my top two verses, but that's a powerful verse because that's what he has for us. Y'all their plans to prosper us. They are not plans to harm us. So therefore, if God's plan is to prosper me and not to harm me, why would I turn from God when I was harmed in the church? That was not God. That was people being people. Because we know that people are going to be people. They're going to be people. They're going to hurt. They're going to they gonna steal. They're going to lie. They're going to cheat. They're going to do what they do. Because we human still. And it don't matter how many spiritual gifts or anointing that we got. We still human. Okay. However, I know that when it comes to God, he wants me to prosper. And so even in my, even in experience of when I've seen like, Oh, terrible stuff happening in church, y'all. Like stuff that's just like, what in the world is going on? Just stuff that just ain't right. It would never make me turn my back on God. Because for one, if God plants you somewhere, he plants you somewhere. And if you need a way out, he will give you a way out. He might make you an advocate. He might, he might make you somebody who could be the catalyst for church. I don't know. We don't know what God's plan is unless we ask him. And I can't tell somebody who's to say, okay, I left the church. Now what? 
I can't tell you what your next move is, but God can. So my thing is, is that God wants us to prosper. He wants us to have a future and a hope. Psalms 119 verse 114 says, you are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Hope is the main thing, you guys. Like when we have God in our life, no situation is hopeless. So even if, you know, there are churches and that, I think that's where I'm going with this, especially because I do not like the stuff that I see in churches. But at the same time, I'm not giving up hope because I know who God is. I feel like God can turn hopeless situations into hopeful situations. And I don't know how it could be done because, again, I'm not God. I do not know the master plan. <laughs> not even for my life. I know my purpose, but I don't know step by step what's happening. I just have to be obedient like I've been doing and continue to trust God that I'm doing the right thing. But what I know is that even with the stuff that I've seen in my own life, as far as church trauma and things of that nature, I would never just turn away from the church. I do still think that the church could be used as a great tool for fellowship and for people to get to know God and come to love God. I still think that the church can be a place for change, a catalyst for change in cities, a change for, you know, nations, a change for generations. Like I still think that the church can be great. And I hope that, you know, you take that from this episode that for one, all churches are not bad. And even though you're going to have some inappropriate, you're going to have some people who are being inappropriate or who are being fleshy and who are doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Don't let that turn your eyes off of God. Okay. Pray for those people. Pray for them. Pray. It says it in the Bible, y'all. I just, <laughs> I just keep spitting these verses because I know like it's in the Bible. And that's how, you know, when you study the word, like you can spit it like fire, like it just comes out, but it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Just pray for them. I'm not saying it may change anything overnight, but what I'm saying is if, if nothing else, don't turn your back on God. Go heal from that trauma. Go heal. Maybe it will require you to have a conversation with the pastor. Maybe you need to go have a conversation with someone else. Now, when you have this conversation, let me go to my therapist terms. Do not be aggressive or passive. Aggressive, be assertive. Use I statements. I'm using all these therapy terms now. Valid. Make sure that you are clearly stating what upsets you and why it upsets you in a non-aggressive manner. Have a need for reconciliation if reconciliation is possible, but don't hold grudges. Don't hate God because of what happened. Don't turn your back on God. Know God for yourself. Know what he has for you. Know that he is a good God. Know that he is not a God who condones any of that stuff. Forgive those people who hurt you because they're still people too. And ain't none of us perfect. We all did something wrong. We all, we all have fallen short. Of the glory of God. Forgive them. Let it go. Let it go. Just just let it go. And then seek healing. Go get healed from that. And matter of fact, I again I can't tell people what to do. But if it were me, I would not even join another church until I knew I was completely healed from whatever trauma I endured from a past church. And then I definitely wouldn't join a church unless the Lord specifically directed me to join that church. But again, that's another episode <laughs> for another day, because a lot of times we'd be doing stuff and God never even told you to go there. You went there on your own. But again, I digress. I ain't going to get into that. <laughs> I'll say that for another episode. But seriously, seek healing before you do anything else. Before you do anything else and just know that God has got you guys like 
church trauma is horrible and church trauma can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to dictate your life is what I'm going to say. It doesn't have to be the reason that you never go to church again. It doesn't have to be the reason that you never go to God again. I, I truly believe that that is the enemy working there whenever you have been so traumatized that you just can completely avoid everything. That goes back to, I think I talked about fight, 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 flight, or freeze response, excuse me, in the last episode. And that's a psychology thing as well. Wherever, you know, you stress faced with those stressful situations, you either going to try to confront it, you're going to run from it or avoid it, or you're going to freeze in place. And a lot of times y'all do the flight response and you avoid it. I'm going to just avoid churches from here on out because I'm sick of going through this. But no, like go to God. God is the ultimate solution maker. Honestly, he's the ultimate solution maker. He can get solutions far more than any therapist, than any book, than any, any pastor, anything like he is the one who you need to go to. And he's the one who you need to seek guidance from and seek that healing from. Okay. And then let him show you what you need to do. Be open enough to know that, okay, I know God so well for myself that I know when he's telling me to do something, when he's not telling me to do something. Obedience is key. Okay. Because he might tell you to do something and sometimes it doesn't make sense. But it doesn't matter if it makes sense to other people. Let it make sense to you. If it makes sense to you and God, who cares what other people think? I know I don't. Like, (laughs) this is a me and him thing. This ain't got nothing to do with anybody else. But I hope that what I have said has really, you know, resonated with somebody who has had church trauma. I hope this encourages somebody to go to another church. Find a church, y'all. There are millions of churches everywhere, especially thanks to good old Rona. You can go to church basically on Facebook every Sunday. (laughs) Like a lot of churches stream services. Look and ask God to lead you to the right place. Seek until you find, basically. Seek until you find that church that edifies you and helps you grow spiritually and helps you, you know, grow closer to God, helps you get to know God on a deeper level. Go find that. Don't allow one bad experience to dictate your entire life. And talking outside of church trauma, because, of course, I have to go back to my mental health perspective. Don't let any trauma in your life dictate your experiences. Just because you was in an abusive relationship and that one season does not mean that every relationship after that's going to be abusive. Just because that person cheated on you doesn't mean everybody's going to cheat on you. Just because your parents didn't do this doesn't mean that you have to be that type of parent. Like, do not let traumatic experiences dictate your life, okay? Don't let them dictate your life. This is where we have to be responsible enough to take that responsibility and say, I'm going to take charge back of my life and I'm not going to walk in hurt. I'm not going to walk in that offense. I'm going to get healed from it in Jesus name. Whether that means talking to God and going to a therapist, I'm going to get healed and I'm going to walk, you know, in a different mindset. I'm going to look at life with a positive lens instead of a negative lens. And that's really all you got to do, guys. And things are going to be better. Things will get better. You just have to have faith in God that he can, you know, deliver you from any pain or any hurt that you may be experiencing and that he can give you the directions to the right place that you need to go. So do not let church trauma keep you from God. Overcome that church trauma and move forward. Move closer to God. Woo! We made it to the end! <laughs> Man, these past two episodes, these, these church trauma episodes has been long, y'all. It's a lot of talking, huh? 
but we made it thank you for sticking with me to the end again thank you guys so much for listening thank you for your constant support thank you guys for constantly reading the blog again if you want to leave a review definitely leave me a review i'm always eager to see what people have to say about the topics if you have ideals for topics that you would like for me to touch on whether it be based on a spiritual perspective or a mental health perspective or both definitely if it's both please you know message me get in contact with me shoot me a message and tell me hey maybe you should hit on this topic or i'm really curious about this topic definitely though you know reach out and give your feedback leave a rating on the podcast if you can and yes I just hope that you guys continue to listen and something that I say resonate with you to the point where you grow closer to God you're able to take charge of your mental health and your spiritual health and you're able to walk in a brand new mindset so that you can have a happy positive life because that's what God wants for you so I am done, y'all. It's Sunday. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sunday and sleep on the couch (laughs) or watch Netflix for the rest of the day. But until then, love you guys. Have a great week. Be blessed.